following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. everyone and welcome to 50 shades of bullshit i'm your host christine lalonde and this is the podcast where we uncover the truth about online dating now let's begin hey i'm christine your host and i'm gabby your co-host and this is 50 shades of bullshit yep yep. yeah hey gabby hi i i shaved my kitty today Oh, I was about to say, you shaved your pussy. <laughs> I did. I oh, did. Honey, you lost weight. Uh-huh. See, when you shave the kitty, you lose weight. There you go. <laughs> that must be the secret. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go take a shower again. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> How's it going? Pretty, pretty good. How about you? You had a uh, interesting, what, 24 hours? Yeah. I'm still dying from my cold, so if I'm hacking a lung in the middle of the show, I'll try to mute myself. Um, I can't seem to shake the cold, but I was getting up from the couch the other day, um, and I tripped and caught my toe on the phone charger, and it just snapped it. And I took a header on the floor, tits over ass, and I broke my toe where it connects to my foot. Go big yeah. or go home. Go big or go home. I'm in I'm in pain. I yeah. had to go rent one of those like knee knee scooters today. If anybody calls me granny, I'm gonna punch him in the throat. Oh, I'm just gonna call you gimpy. Okay, oh, that's better. I'll, I'll gimpy. be a gimp. Uh yeah, it's gonna save my life because I have a wedding this weekend and I have to <laughs> I have to yeah, watch move around. For sure. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. How's it going? Oh it's it's good. It's What's... good. It's hot. It's hot as balls out here. It's hotter in Milwaukee than it is in LA. I know. Humidity. I don't envy. Yeah. Well, you guys can keep your heat, okay? But <laughs> um, super super hot. But you know, now have been with my man for about four months and happy, Woo! going strong. Nice. Um, but I, I mean, I sent this to you when it happened. But like for the yeah, listeners yeah. out there. Like, you know, from online dating, you get a lot of numbers. People come and go. You don't save everything in your phone. I have been getting random dick pics from, like, people that I've erased, I mean, years ago. (laughs) I don't remember some of these people, but it's literally not a, hi, how are you? It's just, like, an image that pops up. Yeah. I don't, who are you? Why do I want to see that? Why are you sending that? Why do you think we want to see that? We don't. You know, what's funny is that um, I don't block this number because of a very specific reason. I'm going to tell you why. I get this guy, um, I think it's been like eight years now. When I first started talking to him, it was great. It was like this awesome conversation. And I was like, okay, this guy's kind of cool. And then he's like, hey, I'm going to send you a picture of me. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll send one of me. And he sends this video, video of himself jerking off. And 
he gets creative more and more with every new video he gets more and more creative now i have not talked to the guy since he sent me that video but it's eight years later and i randomly get these videos and he is so i've never seen such creative masturbating in all my life and it's entertaining and i like to send it to everybody so yeah it's, it's true entertainment factor at this point it's i mean what is is that the it like the intent i mean i was literally sitting next to my boyfriend watching the new batman movie and i checked my phone and uh there's this like a dick pic and he's like what the hell and i'm like i don't know like i don't know this number no no i sent but... it to you afterwards it, it was it was quite lovely actually it, it was a decent I mean, I see why he's proud of it. I do, but it's yeah. called unsolicited, unsolicited cockshots, dudes, and or yeah. dick pics. And um, women are not into them. We laugh about them. We we gag. I threw up once. One was weirdly purple and disfigured, and I was like, oh, and I was scarred. I was scarred for a while, but we don't like them. We share them with all of our girlfriends, and we rate them. And, oh yeah yeah no and we judge you them. we are judging we are 100 percent. and then they're like well we'll send me a pic i don't send pics back i maybe when i was like way younger and stupid i do i would send pics like really intimate pics even especially i mean even before i would meet someone sometimes yeah. you know, it was like way back now bitch you ain't opening up this presence you want to hear what i send them i google uh, most of the time i google overweight hairy men and i get these like you know you know that crazy movie where that dude says all the different accents and he looks jewish and he wears that tiny little borat borat you know that that outfit i typically find really fat overweight hairy guys who are like "Mm." and i send those back and i go hey this is me after losing 30 pounds do i do you think i'm looking pretty hot these days and it, they get so offended, and I love it. And I'm like, yeah, back at you, bitch. I mean, when I was single and I'd get a random dick pic, I would Google, like, giant cock, you know, and send them a dick pic back, and they'll be like, what the hell? I'm like, well, I didn't fucking ask for it either. Yeah, I kind of cycle them now. You know, I, 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 one sends me one, and I'll send it to the one that just sent one to me, and I'll send that one back to the other and say, how y'all, you know, how do you guys think you're comparing up with each other, you know? <laughs> is one looking I mean, better than the other? The dating pool is so small. It's like, come on now. We all, I mean, like, maybe we don't know all, like, the girl, but, like, my girlfriends were on the dating sites. Like, they see your picture. We, I mean, we talk. So, like. Crazy time. Craziness. And speaking of that Borat outfit, I think I told you, like, one of the guys that I dated last year, like, he was into um, uh, lingerie. And he, <laughs> so he brought lingerie, you know the story. So he brought lingerie, and he's like, put this on. And I'm like, all right. It was the fucking Borat bathing suit that he wanted me to put on. And he was so turned on by it. And I was like, I mean, literally, if I had a penis, it would have been flaccid in a heart, like a heartbeat. Oh. I mean, oh my God! Jennifer said that her ex looks like the Borat guy. I photoshopped my ex's head on Borat's body when Borat wore that. Gra- <laughs> That's awesome! <laughs> That's awesome! Oh my God! I mean, I, I used to get like all appalled and offended and creeped out. And now I just have fun with it. 
So, you know, I think it's all in how you look at it. <laughs> True. I mean, what else are we going to do? I can't get them to stop. I mean, like, I mean, I've erased, I mean, these, I don't know who these people are anymore. I mean, because you, you know, you give your, you put yourself out there on dating sites and you, you meet all these people. Maybe it's a one dater. Maybe it's a one fucker. Maybe, you know, like whatever. I mean, I've literally have gotten three dick pics in the last like eight days of three from three different people. I have no idea. Am I supposed to recognize you from the curvature of your dick? (laughs) No. Oh, oh, that was Carl. Especially when you never meet them. I mean, I never meet a guy who sends me those pictures, so they're never going to be met. I think there's something psychologically in their brains that, that, that makes them really excited about the fact that they're exposing themselves. I think it's a modern-day flasher. I mean, you know, the guys used to run around and, you know, wear, like, men's shoes and socks with little garters and go, ah, and they're naked underneath. I mean, maybe this is the modern-day <laughs> flasher. Oh, my God. <laughs> modern day flasher it is it's, just, it's so common like it's crazy uh, i mean i don't i mean it, it it's not a very attractive i mean granted that one picture that i sent you i mean it was pretty impressive i'm not gonna lie but i'm it like was, that's not gonna fit impressive. in me i was like mm, well, yeah, it's not gonna fit in me that... sorry but like you it would like, literally have like like it would have massaged my uvula if he was fucking me it would have gone up so high into my throat I, I from my vagina. I don't even know if there's a real anyway. Um, I don't know. But that thing was like flaccid too, that one I sent you. And that was, wow. Yeah. And some dude told me he was 12 inches. And I said, liar, liar, pants on fire. I mean, that's BS. Um, and they they send these fake photos. I, I don't think they're real. I think they're just trying to, you know, build themselves up and feel good about it. They're probably a three-inchering like, oh, mm-hmm, yeah, she's mm-hmm, going to mm-hmm. want me. Ugh. Anyway. Anyway. So, well, today's not about dick pics. Sorry. Yeah, like, I just had to go on that. Like, just, I mean, because, you know, people out there, like, we all get it. Like, and I know that it's so common for our listeners, too, like, for online dating. So I just had to, yeah. I had to vent. Thank you for my therapy. And we I love know. it. I love it. Well, today we are actually going to talk about chemistry. Um, <laughs> I, hey, a dick pic sends some kind of chemistry through me. I don't, you know, it's not the right kind, but it is a kind. Um, so what, what, what I want to talk about today is what does chemistry mean? Um, and when it comes to human interaction, chemistry manifests in many different ways, whether it be in friendships or in relationships. You know, I get a major chemistry when I'm with Gabby because she's my bestie. So simply put, the feeling of chemistry with another person is basically a connection. It's, it's that thing that tells us, ooh, we want to we see their penis pics, okay? Um, it's a draw to someone else that makes you want more than them. And this week, we're talking to a very special guy. I love that we're talking about chemistry with a guy because that's hot. So Brian Dunn is our guest today, and he is a dating and relationship coach. He's based out of San Francisco Bay Area. Through his coaching business, he helps singles connect with their authentic selves, learn the skills to navigate the the dating world, and find and keep the relationship that they want. He's a divorced father of two who, through his own experiences um, and transformation from shy guy 
to dating success, Brian's approach blends emotional support and healing as well as science and psychology with his own personal experience to teach intentional and authentic dating. So we're going to bring in Brian. Hello. Hi, Brian. Brian. Hi. Hi, Gabby. Hi. My first question is, Brian, how many dick pics do you get a week? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not not enough i feel a little envious right now I feel a little dick pic envy are you sending any no i i'm okay. not sending any my, my girlfriend doesn't need the the pictures she's no no i got me not i can tell your clients about that like don't do it i i if i have to i will tell them yeah i made a a tiktok in a reel recently that was about like trying to teach men how to text and one of the lines was I said no dick pics. Yeah. 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 Yes, you have spread to. the word. Yeah, yeah. Spreading the word is important because um, I don't think they're listening. I really don't. So Brian, like, I mean, I heard, I heard Christine's excerpt and I mean, I, my ears perked up immediately because it had a lot of like catch words that I think both men and women um, need to learn about. I mean, we hear it, but we don't really know. Can you tell me a little bit more like what, like, you do and how you even got into it yeah 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 um let's see i got into it through just kind of a culmination of my own journey post-divorce i got divorced in 2015 had to do a lot of learning and growth myself Um, i had some places where i was good at dating and places where i was not so good and i had to learn how to recognize my own feelings and speak up and advocate for my own feelings get past that um build some self-confidence because i used to hate how I looked and I hated having my picture taken and I was super self-conscious about that. That held me back from like having enough self-worth to, to go after women or to flirt on dates or to go for a kiss on a a first date or a second date. So once I got to the point where I knew I wanted to change for myself, I, I myself worked with a coach and it was just a very transformative process and learning how to unlock that self-worth in myself, knowing that it's okay to to value yourself and to do these things that I had been holding my back, holding myself back from, because I would think like a woman wouldn't want me to flirt with her or get close to her or go for a kiss, whatever that would be. And learning that that's okay and how to read body language, how to know the signs, so you're not pushing yourself on somebody, but you are building tension, you're building chemistry, what we're talking about today, different mm-hmm. ways to build chemistry on dates, so I could instead of having relationships with amazing women, but who were just very into me and gave me like very clear, putting their arms around me, whatever green signals to being able to see someone and and actually proactively try and build chemistry and and a connection and go after what I want. So I was able to go through that process. And then through the course of the pandemic and continue learning through books, podcasts, training, all sorts of things, I decided I have this joy and maybe a gift, but I have this real joy for helping people, talking about the relationships and helping them along kind of a similar path that I went through. And mm-hmm. I wanted to give that back. I've always loved learning, uh, teaching, helping, um, whether it's like tutoring, helping people with fitness or teaching different things that I knew, um, helping people out. So that's always been kind of one of my creative outlets slash um, just ways that I feel fulfillment in life and feel like more than just I'm a monkey in a, in a, a cog in a machine at a company. This is something I can do that actually change people's lives. So that's why I'm mm. doing it. Yeah. 
Awesome. I love that. We we interview a lot of dating coaches on the show. We da- we interview a lot of um matchmakers on the show and I think that matchmakers and and um dating coaches should pair up more often and have their clients as part of the money they paid to be in their um, matchmaking, go through a process with a dating coach, because I would prefer to date a man like yourself, who's evolved and uh, gone through dating uh, coaching to kind of see, you know, where it is they need to, you know, do that work. I don't need, I don't need a lot of men like that. So, yeah. I yeah. think that's a great idea. A lot of times people go through dating and they assume that it's everybody else. And when sometimes it's it's our own, and that's what I help people with is figuring out what they're where they're stuck or what their pattern is if they're not realizing what's what's their blind spot. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. attachment style or just something that they're holding on to and not letting themselves be vulnerable or or get close to somebody, having a, like a, a sub, subconscious wall because if they do get close, if they do get vulnerable, then there's a risk to get hurt. And it's sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy of if I don't get close, I don't have to get hurt and I can continue not being in a relationship. So it's finding mm-hmm. out what's where, where you're stuck or what your blind spot is and being able to recognize that and course correct when that happens. Sometimes yeah. that's that's a little bit of emotional healing because maybe you're maybe the person is just holding back because they did get hurt in the past and they don't want to get hurt again. So they're sort of halfway in, halfway out, because they are, you know, they do have some, some fear about that, or sometimes it's attachment style or, or what we witnessed growing up. And then you see, you, you are, you gravitate towards people that feel familiar because how we think of love is how we experience love as a baby, as a toddler and, or what we've witnessed at home. So you could, you could talk to people who don't believe in marriage. Marriage sucks. People and, and you can ask them, okay, tell me about your parents. Oh, yeah, my, my dad cheated or my mom cheated or whatever. And our even though we see everything on TV and movies, it is so deeply ingrained, whatever we grew up seeing. And unless we do some own uh, some work or some course correction on our own, that's often what we end up becoming or, or turning into. Just like we uh, – I was just thinking earlier today, like I sound like my dad right now, turning into my dad. <laughs> so we, we turn into into what we what we witnessed growing up. Well, your dad must be a great guy. Um, if you're talking like your dad, your dad must be great. Um, so my daughter, my youngest daughter comes to me in like, I think it's third or fourth grade. And she starts telling me, mom, so, you know, such and such boy at school. And I'm like, yes. She's like, something about him. I just love the way he smells and he just smells so good. And when I'm around him, I just feel a certain way. And I said, well, that's your pheromones attracted to his pheromones. And you did not use that word, did you? Yes. And then I said, when you get older, they're going to start calling it chemistry. So what, what do you think chemistry is? Yeah, great question. I loved your definition earlier because it's like an intangible thing, but it's almost palpable. It's I, I see it as just a when you know you get along with somebody, and you mentioned very, very rightly so that sometimes it's like a platonic friend connection. Like you could meet somebody and say we had instant chemistry, and we were we knew we would be best friends. Uh, but it can be that draw, that connection, that attraction, and you just want to you are on a similar energy or wavelength, and you're vibing, or you just feel like 
you can be yourself. You don't have to put up a, like a fake front or you can, you're comfortable enough to be around them. Um, it's that kind of feeling of comfort and familiarity and like the dating space or the romantic space. It's that sort of tension. Maybe there's some charm or charisma on one or both sides, but you feel an attraction, like an unspoken attraction. And there's just the anticipation of something that might be. So it's, it's kind of in, un, in intangible but it's mm. there and it's something that's you that you feel and sometimes it can be false because somebody could be super charismatic or charming with everybody mm -hmm. um like bill clinton barack obama whoever uh dalai lama like some people just have a lot of charisma to begin mm -hmm. with and then everybody around them feels like oh my god but it can be like between two people there can be actual chemistry uh and you just feel like oh my god you feel kind of butterflies sometimes yeah you know um I make this joke when I go out with somebody that I have no chemistry with. You know, like, don't know. Like, I can have chemistry by texting. I can have chemistry by phone call. I can have chemistry by video. And then I meet in person and it's like, nope. And um, that person will start talking about, oh, my God, so much chemistry with you, Christine. And I just say, oh, don't let it fool you. I'm this great with everybody. Um, <laughs> because I do think you're right. There are certain people that are just charismatic and can, can be, you know, that with a lot of people. Um, but it's not so much vice versa. Yeah. And it can be something that you sense because you are sort of imagining something, you are mm -hmm. building something up in your mind that may or may not be there, but you are filling in the blanks of, of that attraction. And some, it might be imagined it might be there um like somebody might be just very friendly so sometimes for men and women it can be hard or were they being really nice or were they flirting with me sometimes it's mm -hmm. hard to tell if you don't know their own their like normal baseline but that's yeah. kind of that fun that anticipation that excitement that maybe there's something there when it when it comes to like chemistry on, on a date or something like I that's that's somebody that being attracted in terms of like you know it, it with different people platonic i mean like I met Christine at a CrossFit class that I went to like three times. I was like, I, I no, you ever see me running, start running. Cause I don't run. <laughs> um, I'm running from something that will kill me. But I mean, you know, now like what, nine years later, eight years later, something like that. She's my best friend, you know, like we just knew immediately, like there was something about her. But I like in, in your, in your line of work, like, you know, you work, do you work, you work with individuals, you work with couples, like, how do you, I mean, work with chemistry? I mean, because it could be physical chemistry, emotional, yeah. intellectual. I mean, there's so many avenues of chemistry. You can get lost in it. Yeah, great question. Um, sometimes people can have the idea of the rom-com, the, the Hollywood fireworks or the fairy tale and have a, an expectation that there needs to be fireworks and chemistry right off the bat or on that first date. And sometimes it can take a few dates, it can take some time to build some chemistry. So I work with people to also look at the other kinds of things that are important. Uh, but just as far as chemistry goes, there can be friend or romantic chemistry. There's intellectual chemistry. So you're getting into deep discussions about things you're passionate about. Uh, maybe it's your values. There can be humor. You both can have a great time just cracking each other up and bantering. That can be chemistry that can build something. Um, you talked about friendship. Um, there can be shared interests and hobbies, like if you're both into camera, you know, like drone cameras or, or CrossFit or 
you know, baseball game, you know, baseball team or something, you can have a shared interest and have chemistry built around that. But if you are expecting there to be off the charts chemistry on the first date, that can kind of set you up to fail if that's your only marker that you're looking for. That's so my it, problem. If, if you can go, if you can look at other things that might be important, are you aligned on your values, other things you're compatible in, um, yeah. a lack of red flags, maybe one's okay, depending on what it is, but a, a presence of other green flags that you're looking for and give it some time. Because if you think back when we were teens, you know, in, in high school or, or college, mm -hmm. we didn't necessarily like our best friends right off the bat. It's, it took some time or we just saw them every day. We were in class with them every day. And that's called the mere exposure effect, just by being around somebody, seeing them, you work with them, you go to school with them, you, you see them in the coffee shop once a week, and that builds familiarity. And then that can sometimes build that attraction because you get to know them. So hmm. I usually tell people two or three dates, unless, unless it's like a, a fuck no, there's like no way I would touch that person with a 10-foot mm -hmm. pole or whatever, or they were just, you know, said something or did something that was very offensive or just really turned you off. If there's not that, if there are enough of what you are looking for in a person, personality-wise, values-wise, um, it's kind of life goals-wise, if there's enough there and there's a potential, you could see potential, then I say, like, give it two or three dates to see how it builds. Because not everybody is very, you know, super charismatic and charming right off the bat. Not everybody's, ah... It could, you know, some people might be a little bit shy or anxious, or maybe they had, you know, low energy because they had a long day or a long week, and maybe it was just like they were a little bit off that evening. But if you see them on a second date, how they act in text or, you know, how consistent or inconsistent between the dates, maybe a third date if, if things are going in a good direction, and then give it a little bit of time to develop because you could see them in the evening for an hour and you see them on a Sunday afternoon and see they act in between and then the personality can come out to play and then to see how that develops. And then after like three dates, if you're still feeling like, no, no, thank you, then that's, you know, call it quits. But I say, you know, give it a little bit of time and know the other things to look for besides just, yeah. I want to rip their clothes off. Well, I like the fact that you put, I mean, I'm, I'm one thing that kind of popped out many things popped out, but the, com the com looking That's at the compatibility. Yeah, baby, this is why I love you her. You think it, I say it. <laughs> yes, boo. That's she reads my mind. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Um, that you, you, I mean, like looking for compatibility versus chemistry. Um, I mean, because I think that uh, like, I know Christine and I are both guilty of like one date. If I didn't feel it, I didn't, yeah, that's my problem. Yeah, I didn't. I I didn't pursue it. I think you seem like a really nice guy, but I just didn't feel it. Mm -hmm. Like maybe that was possibly our um, we, error. I mean, because we didn't maybe. But I'm I'm yeah. curious, like you know, especially with like today's dating world. I mean, it's instant. You know, you can get that swipe again and find ten more people. Yeah, it, it's it's so easy to to go to the next person. But here, here's just a, a couple of scenarios to think about. Um, okay. Scenario one, you meet at a restaurant, you sit down across from the table, have kind of awkward semi conversation. You're looking at the menu and the, the server comes and interrupts and you're eating, you're asking questions and you, you can't answer because you're trying to chew your food. And then it is very formal sitting across from each other kind of feels like a, a job interview and, uh -huh. and all that. Versus a different date, you meet for drinks, you sit down next to each other, you order a drink, and you can lean in close because it's kind of loud, the, the, 
the light's a little bit low and, and you're leaning in close, your, maybe your shoulders touch a little bit. Being in that second environment, that's much more conducive to being relaxed and having a conversation where you're not staring at them. They're next to you and you don't have to look up and, and see them as you're about to be vulnerable or not and ask these questions. So that second scenario is a, a much more conducive to having some chemistry, the close proximity, the not staring face to face, the not staring at a menu and chewing and thinking about these questions and answers. So what I suggest for first dates, especially to men who are planning first dates is start with drinks or coffee, something very casual. If you're hitting it off, conversation's going well, great. If, if not, then you're only in there for 20, 30 minutes, you know, a round of drinks, maybe whatever it is, you can go your separate ways. But if drinks go well, then you're either at a place that you can get some food there or you did some reconnaissance, you know, some restaurants in the neighborhood. Oh, I know a great sushi place down the street or there's pizza over a couple blocks down. I really love to keep talking. How about we grab some food? What do you say? And, and that even that movement to that second venue, oh my God, we, we went for drinks and we did this. You're building kind of an adventure for that date rather than meetings, a sit down, job interview, face-to-face -face kind of thing. So just the environment in which you are having the dates and the just the, the setting of it can help create chemistry. There's a, crap, I forgot the name of it, but there's, um, because of adrenaline, say say you go on like a roller coaster or something a little bit scary, maybe some, like something rides by or you're on like a, a suspension bridge. I think they may have done this on The Bachelor, but when you go through a little bit of adventure or something that, that mm -hmm. spikes your adrenaline, you feel some sort of attachment, um, attraction to the person you just went through it with. So if you are, um, if you go to say coffee and then you go to do some bowling and you're having fun and you, you know, winner, winner pays for the next round of drinks kind of thing, you're a little bit of competition, a little bit of spikes, those emotional spikes that helps you feel like you're associating the fun and the adrenaline and all of the serotonin, the fun chemicals to that person, even though you were helped a lot by that setting. So if you can have dates that are, are more conducive and more allow for that, those kinds of situations, yeah. then it's easier to relax a little bit and have fun on those <laughs> dates, feel some chemistry and help lubricate you to like the second, <laughs> third date. Because those, those sit down dates are like, I'm going to sit here. Yeah. What do you want? What are you thinking? Right. And those first 10 minutes are super awkward trying to forget what you can eat. And then, okay, yeah. now what do we talk about? That's, I that's not fun. I don't like the Starbucks coffee dates. Um, they don't feel like I n have never had a connection with somebody with that. Even if there could have been, I've never. Um, I think the best date I ever, like literally ever had, and I know I called Gabby right after, and she was like, wait, are you sure there was anything between you guys? Because that does sound like a great date. She was right, but he picked me up on his motorcycle, handed me an outfit to put on to protect myself, I put on the helmet. Oh, it holding on to him like that with my body pressed against him was the most exhilarating thing. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he took me to the beach. He had a blanket. We, we body surfed. Um, he was like picking me up and, you know, like bringing me close and it was so hot and we did. <coughs> sorry. So sorry. <coughs> we dated for like over a year. And we wound up going our separate ways, and he's a great guy. But um, that was super exciting. 
yeah, doing something fun out of the ordinary, or at least where the initial meeting, you can actually talk. It's like why movies, going to the movies is one of the worst first dates you can do because you can't right. talk the whole movie. You, can't so you want to get somewhere you can talk. And then if it goes well, then you move on to like the, the next phase or have that be kind of a, a cliffhanger to get you excited about the next date. Do you find that, I mean, in your experience, um, people don't plan kind of those very involved kind of dates because they're worried about investing either money, like in time and someone that they're not, they're not sure about. I mean, cause maybe they meet in like the first 10 minutes or something. It's like, thanks, but no thanks. And then it's like, wow, well, I planned bowling and I planned, you know, hiking or a mo like, I mean, what if like, you know, she's on the motorcycle and then, you know, he says something stupid and they get into an argument. It's the first date. She doesn't know him and she's stranded now at the beach. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's one of like the outlier case where you might have to call an Uber if, if things aren't going well, but that's why the, Going straight to dinner, if you barely know them, you matched and you exchange a few, few messages, you have no idea if they even look like their pictures. That's a whole other story. But you are signed up for like a 90-minute dinner. If you're paying for dinner, that could be LA, San Francisco here, 150 bucks, maybe 100, 150 right. bucks for dinner versus going for coffee or a round of drinks or, or ice cream, whatever it is. There's 20 bucks, round of drinks might be 30, 40, 50, depending on the city. And then you can move on to the second part. Um, the thing about like going for that part two is you can go eat if you want to, you don't have to. If you go to bowling, at least you can have fun bowling. You don't have to talk during bowling. Um, you go somewhere, you do something where you don't necessarily have to talk. At least you have the activity to keep you, keep you occupied, but that's the whole thing is if you do that first thing and you're planning the date, um, you can pull out before you move on to that part. Damn, you're giving me some great ones today, guys. I, you, you saw both of us smile. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're just waiting for me to say it. We're terrible. <clears throat> um, so, you know, your, your business, I mean, you work with singles and I'm guessing couples as well. I mean, what do you see as like the biggest hurdle that your clients have to kind of overcome in order to kind of get that chemistry? Um, I so see it's not the, the chemistry isn't usually the hurdle. A lot of times it's mindset or what do I do in this situation about this person that I like? But a lot of it is mindset and getting out of your own way. Um, you might have a limiting belief about like what you deserve, what you don't deserve that's holding you back. That was my big hurdle. Um, it might be just how to how to date because if you've been married a long time, you get back into the, into the dating pool or you've just been single for a while. It's like, how do I date? How do I online date? How do I talk to people? We've been yeah. in, a, in a pandemic and we haven't talked to anybody in like two years. So just how to date, that's another big one. Um, and then with my female clients, a lot of it is how do I navigate these situations with men? Because a lot of men don't know how to date or aren't necessarily good at dating or, or gentlemen. We, you talked about the dick pics at the top of the show. So a lot of times it's how do I deal with mm. men? So it kind of depends person to person what they're experiencing, what they're going through to get them past wherever they're stuck. You know, I think um, I got to tell you, I, I think that I've kind of 
created this situation a lot. Um, I do tend to go out with coffee dates with people that could have had a better chance if we'd done something else. Or I've gone to um, drinks dates with people that created chemistry where I shouldn't have. So I, I got my signals all mixed here. Yeah, and that's the thing is chemistry is great, but it's not necessarily the only thing you should be looking for. So going into that date, what are what are your non-negotiables? What are things you're looking for? What kind of a relationship do you want? If you know you want to get married and have kids in the next five to 10 years, you can ask about like if they align with wanting kids and marriage in the next five to 10 years. You don't have to be direct yeah. about it with the list. Like, are you, I'm, this is what I'm looking for. Are you looking for the same thing? But it's it, it come through the conversation of like, do you see yourself living here? In, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, always, you know, living in LA or um, yeah. have, what do you think about family? Are you looking to have a family someday? Someday isn't like in the next five years with me, it's no pressure, but you can ask about the things that are important to you. If traveling is important to you, ask about like, how, how often do you travel? What's the favorite place you've been to? Um, so there are ways you can bring up things to screen for and vet for what you are looking for. And just see if you're on the same page about those important things. Um, for me, I'm divorced. I have two grown kids. And I make it very clear either before the date or on the first date that I'm done with kids and I don't want to have any more kids. And so if somebody does want kids and then we're not compatible and maybe we finish a round or two of drinks and then, you know, have a good conversation. But we know that's not a match. Um, so it's, it's just knowing what you want and being able to have conversations that sort of steer in a way you don't have to, like I said, you don't have to have your checklist, like a job interview up front, but at least be thinking along those lines is, does this person match up with what I, the kind of person, the kind of relationship that I'm looking for going into that date? I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, we, we did something um, with Chantal. Um, did I say your name right? I always think yeah, I Chantal. say it wrong. Yeah. Chantal about, you know, what, is the difference between a want and a need. Um, do you need this or do you want this? Um, and, you know, clarifying those things and knowing those things before you go into dating so that you are attracting or, or being aware of the right people to attract. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and those wants and needs, like what is actually important in a relationship? Like someone six foot three with a motorcycle and a house on the beach might be amazing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that those traits are are required or um, essential to a successful, healthy, long-term relationship that you can be in. But other things such as personality, compatible in values and, and social issues or just life um, outlook on life, things you want out of life, those are important. Communication is important. Do they respect your boundaries? Um, do they um, communicate well with you? on the date, in between dates, how are they treating the, the yeah. server or the wait staff? All sorts of things that you need to, and we, we've all dated enough, but I mean, being observant and collecting that data of what is important <clears throat> to me, what are my little turn-ons, turn-offs, and how many of those are, are nice-to-haves versus must-haves as far as somebody who's respectful, kind, you know, well-adjusted, emotionally stable, whatever that might be for you. So for me, I've always thought chemistry was about that fire. It was about that, you know, wanting to jump his bones and rip his clothes off. And if I didn't have that, then it was never going to be there. And I, I guess what I'm getting from this, not I guess, but what I am getting <laughs> from this 
<laughs> but the coughing is affecting my brain. Um, thank God for mute, or you guys wouldn't have been able to hear a damn thing. <clears throat> but um, what I'm getting is that um, I've made some big mistakes walking away from some really great guys thinking that there was never going to be chemistry because there wasn't the first time. And I'm sitting here thinking about all these, you know, great people that I have actually gone out with, but there was just nothing there. And I think, God, did I screw that up? You know, and I, I, here I thought I was so evolved and I'm like, not. And that's you know, shocking to me. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, it's sad. It's sad. And I, I see guys doing it too. I see them going, uh, you know, talking to me, going out with me and then go, you know, there wasn't quite you know, there wasn't really anything there. And I was thinking, was there anything else wrong? And I've yeah. even asked them, is there anything else wrong? No, <clears throat> it just, there was no chemistry. And I want to, I want to like have this on CD now and say, listen to this. <clears throat> just because we can be sabotaging ourselves. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't, like I said, I don't think it's wrong to look for chemistry, but I do think it might take two or three dates to be able to tell if somebody if there's like more of a connection there and for people to open up, like I said, they might be nervous or had an off day or, you know, it's not, not the best example of it's like going to a job interview and Oh crap, did I screw that up? I, I should have said mm -hmm. this, or I was a little nervous and I was a little sweaty, whatever it was. Sometimes we are necessarily on our best performance every time. So that second date, maybe the third date allows you, allows you to see them in different circumstances, mm -hmm. different lights and to see how they act and show up in between the dates and, because that's the important part too, is not just how they are in person, but how they treat you or how they communicate with you in between those dates. Do you ha have an amazing first date? Oh, he's such a great guy and, and so emotionally stable, whatever, whatever. And as soon as you get in the car, there's a picture of this. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I guess not that one. So you got to see kind of how things pan out over a little bit of time. But yeah, I don't think it's anything to beat yourself up for. It's just looking, going into future dates, thinking about like you talked with Chantel what's important to me what are my needs what are my wants like my non-negotiables for like what I want out of a partner but like what are the nice to haves and you know if they meet I, I love Dan Savage uh, like a commentator um, this and that but he talks about we're never going to find the one that's like build a bear kind of thing but if you find somebody who's 0.79 or 0.92 round up because is the 0.92 that they do have worth more than the 0.08 that they don't have? Maybe they're not quite as tall as you wanted mm. or have a different kind of job that you wanted or not quite perfect, but everything else, does that outweigh the things that you thought you wanted in your daydream, fantasy, marriage, fantasy, relationship kind of thing? So, And, and ah. love, is about, love is about not just the chemistry falling on us, but choosing and committing to continuing to be in that relationship with that person. Right. Uh, and I, I, I also get a lot. I've been really thinking about chemistry is not forever. And I, and I guess I'd never really yeah. thought about that. Chemistry is, is how we do things daily with each other, how we connect, how we, you know, talk, how we communicate, yeah. how we, you know, express things. And, um, there's so much more to chemistry than I ever imagined. So that's crazy. I mean, I love that because it opens my eyes to maybe, you know, maybe I'm looking at things wrong. Maybe I looked at it the wrong way for me for a long time. Well, one thing that I, I mean, I, I don't know, like, 
for the viewers out there, or I know that Christine has had this experience so many times, as well as myself, where I think I had like great chemistry and a great date, and then I never hear from him again. And then yeah. I'll think that was a shitty date, no chemistry, and he had this like mind-altering experience. Like we were on two different dates. Yeah. Like to actually connect is harder than I ever thought. Yeah. Yeah, that that happens a lot. Right? 100%. It's a lot. Yeah, like, I went what on did a... I do for that one that I don't do for the other one. I think it's not give a shit because every time I don't give a shit, they're like all up in my business. And the minute I'm all like, Oh yeah, you're so slight. You're so hot. You're so blah, blah, blah. They're like, back off. They don't want to ever see me again. Uh, and uh, you know, quite frankly, um, when I was acting, um, cause I acted for a very long time, every single one that I booked, was ones that I walked in the door and I didn't fucking brush my hair. I didn't put on any makeup. I didn't give a shit. All the girls are dressed to the nines and I walk in with an attitude like, you either want to see me or you don't. And I booked every one of those and all the ones that I did myself and I did myself. <laughs> yeah, that too. I, I got myself ready and I, you know, put all the energy in. I wouldn't get them. So I just stopped giving a shit. And when I stopped giving a shit, they started to come. But I, I'm afraid to do that with somebody I really like because I want them to see to that like I, you. I like them. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of the trap is you you do, you do have better results when you're more authentic and more you. And when you really like somebody, you sort of subconsciously put them on a pedestal, whether it's like an acting gig or a date and you want them, you're sitting there hoping that they like you and you want to say the right thing and you want to act the right way that they will like you. But it's when you are more true to yourself and more authentic that that's when you come to cross. And then that's more of an actual connection if you like them back because they like the real you and not the you you were hoping they would like. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I just had that epiphany. I think yeah. that that light went off and I just got it. I got it. Yeah. It feels like playing a game though. And I don't want to play a game and Jason, right. I'm going to kill you. I'm not into <laughs> games. Yeah. Jason is our producer and he's <laughs> writing things in the corner over here for us. And I'm, I'm trying not to die because every time I laugh, I cough for 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, I feel like I don't want to play a game, but it's, it's like a little bit of, uh, I think I'm just going to stay with what you said, Brian. You're just being your true authentic self. I'm going to, I'm going to go with that. And two to three dates to actually, so don't, don't jump to making a decision whether you have chemistry or not right away. Cause I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm literally like, is it there? And I'll, I'll immediately put you in a category. Yes, it's there or no, it's there. It's not a build up to thing, you know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, definitely look for those red flags, those deal breakers, those dick pics, whatever it is. If there were deal breakers, then yeah, it's a no. But if there's enough green flags in what you're looking for and you think there could be something there, give it a little bit of room for that fire to to build. Mm, okay. I'm gonna try that. Um I did recently have a date with somebody who um, my brain just saw all the things I, I didn't like or didn't want. And he was like really into me and I feel bad because he's a nice guy, but I'm not sure that that is there. 
And part of me thinks that maybe I should go out with him again to see, but then I'm really afraid to do that because if he falls even more for me and I don't, I feel like I will hurt him. So that makes me a little leery. I'm, I'm not quite sure how to handle that. Yeah. And that, that might be something for you to look at, do some thoughts on or journaling, whatever you do is were you turned off because he was super into you, super eager over you? Or was it other things he did, personality, quirks, just kind of different things? And then also look, if you're journaling, you write them down. Is this like a deal breaker? Is this like a bad relationship <laughs> red flag? Or is this just something that I'm not used to because he's different than what I'm normally used to? So if you can sort of reset mm. your radar of, of what you're attracted to or like you're um, mm. the, the breakup bootcamp person, Amy Chan, she's a, amazing, but she calls it the chemistry compass. So if you can take some time, if you're, if whatever you're doing isn't serving you, take some time to just date people who aren't your normal type and just sort of recalibrate your chemistry compass to see mm. actually maybe I thought, I thought these kind of guys were boring, but turns out they're really sweet or they're really passionate about certain things, but maybe on first dates, I wasn't getting the chemistry I, I normally look for. But longer term, somebody who's, you know, X, Y, Z might be a, a good fit for me. That's awesome. Um, Brian, awesome. I hate le I hate leaving this conversation because it's so good. But that was a really amazing thing to end on. Um, I actually would really love to have you back sooner than later uh, I, and talk more either about this or some other things because you are so, so good. You're so on it. And I and I truly love that. Um, uh, yeah. And. <laughs> We've got a listener who's Julia who agrees. Um, so I, I hate to say that we have to go, but we do. Um, I'm going to talk to you again, Brian, and we're going to have you yes. back because I love our conversations and you're a, <clears throat> a guest I'd like to have more often. And awesome. that wasn't Can't a sly wait. cough. That was a I'm fucking dying cough. Um, <laughs> so thank you for coming today, Brian. Every Our listeners, please check out Brian. Look at his information. Uh, reach out to him. He's such a smart guy. He really knows his shit. And um, please come back next week. We have a really incredible guest, uh, Julia. She's a... Um, uh, God, she's really insightful and she's amazing. I can't wait to have her on. Um, Gabby won't be with us next week, but she was today. But we'll have... Um, <laughs> we'll have Sean back on with us. Um, so again, thank you everyone. Please come back same time, same place next week. And until then, keep it real. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends, like, and follow us on Instagram at 50 shades of underscore bullshit and Facebook at 50 shades of bullshit. Thanks so much for listening, and we really hope to see you again next week.